When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Local Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Tales from Texas. So if you look over my shoulder here, <laughs> there's a pair of eyes staring back at us. That is Sophie. Right, Sophie? She's a rescue dog we've had for about a year now, maybe a little over. Uh, we did a rescue where they had a bunch of dogs from Texas that were flown up. They tend to fly them all over the country because it's easier to adopt animals mostly dogs out when you take them to a different region somehow when you stay in the same region people for some reason just don't take enough dogs when you do big special events then they tend to show up she's a sweet girl she's uh she's kind of a nudge she pisses the cats off she loves the cats she's just too rough right so nickels laying right here on the desk just eyeballing that dog and uh he's not afraid of her he just doesn't want to be stepped on or licked or whatever all right while she finds a comfortable spot to nap let's do some tech support let's kind of dug back in the archive guess she's done <laughs> she swung the door open and left anyway i dug back in the archives for these stories and uh i thought they were kind of funny and i hadn't read them before that i can remember of course my memory is crap so we'll see i am not joking this is from a few years ago when i still did tech support I assume most call centers do this, but just in case, I'll explain. We had a central database of step-by-step -step solutions for every tech support problem customers had ever presented. When you accepted a call, you listened to the problem and then searched the database for the solution. If the database didn't contain the solution, you figured it out on your own using Google or your brain or whatever. After the call, you had to add that solution to the database. No exceptions. Here's the call. IT Support Services, this is David Lightman. How may I help you? Yes, there's a raccoon on my porch. How do I get it to go away? <laughs> I wish I could say this was something that was totally abnormal and uh, unique, but it's not. I remember when I was a teenager, uh, 1985, and uh, I worked in a pizza hut. And most of the time, I got to be my own little happy hermit self in the back, preparing dough for the day, starting early in the mornings, you know, make the dough, oil the pans, put the dough in the pans, put it in the proofer. Life was good. Leave me alone. You'll have plenty of pizza dough from now until closing. But every once in a while, they'd have me work on the phones because things got a little crazy, especially like Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. So one time I pick up the phone and a lady, and I, I said, thank you for calling Pizza Hut. How can I help you? I don't know what the lady was thinking or why she didn't hear what I said, but for some reason, I guess our number was like really close to that of a 24-hour plumbing service. And uh, she went into this long, detailed explanation about how her toilet's overflowing and clogged and... The mess that ensued on the floor after it overflowed and i tried explaining three four different times and finally just had to hang up on her because she just refused to hear what i was saying we make pizza we don't deal with toilets hmm. just a few sigh worthy tales from tech support from today six years ago actually seeing as it's the last day of the month and this is a mortgage company i've received quite a few lull worthy requests let's just jump right into it Request comes in with the tag, urgent, mission critical. I open her up and see there's nothing else in the ticket. I sigh, then knowing IT sigh and call her up. Me, 
Hello, this is me with our company IT. I was calling about your ticket you submitted called Urgent Mission Critical. How may... Oh, thank God you called. I was about to step out. Me, how can I help? And do I need to escalate this ticket if the issue is this critical? User, yes, that would be best. Me, okay, I have the escalation form open. What's the original request since your ticket didn't state it? User says, I need you to set up my out-of-office replies. Two minutes of silence. I slapped the mute button on my phone and slammed down the headset before I could state my thoughts on the issue. User says, hello, are you still there? Then I say, when will you be back? User states the dates will be out. Okay, I've set that up for you. Can you pull out your cell phone for me, please, so we can confirm it? User says, okay. Okay, open up the app we use and go to, and then I walk her through where to set up the out-of-office replies and inform her that this is what she will be using to set them up from now on. Next call. Me, giving the standard greeting. User says, hello, me. First, let me say that I'm not a computer expert. Oh, I hate when they say that. Not even a computer idiot. Can you help me with an issue with Outlook asking for my password? I ask if this is inside Citrix. The user says yes. Okay, let's log out of Citrix by going to start, log off. Do not hit the disconnect button. Now open up Internet Explorer. User asks if that's E? Yes. Now in the address bar, type in your help desk website, then click remote support. User says, I don't have that. Mine says Bing in the top left corner. Literal 15 minutes of walking her through connecting to me and getting her logged back into Citrix. Okay, all I had to do was blow out the Outlook profile and re-add it. Somehow it got corrupted. You're good to go. User says, thank you so much. What's your manager's name? I want to tell him how patient you were. Me, while muting the microphone. Holy shit, lady. If you knew the things I said when muted. Unmute again. Sure thing. Here's the email address. I open up a new email while still connected and then put his email address in it. Next ticket. User. Hello, I'm working from home today and my password doesn't work. Okay, I can reset it for you. Give me your email address. I look him up in AD and see the down arrow by his name and hear the sound of Krillin from DBZ Abridged saying, Oh no. What is that? I'll have to look that up later. I say, give me one moment. I need to put you on hold. I call his manager. On the phone with the manager, I say, this is me with IT. I'm on the phone with the user and he's talking about passwords not working. AD shows the down arrow, so I gotta ask, has he been terminated and have you told him? Manager, don't you guys inform people when they're terminated? Me, uh, no, I'll have to come into the office. Manager says, okay. I switch back to the user. So I have a service ticket in with your laptop. Looks like it was flagged from malware and needs to be returned to your office immediately. Can you make it in today? User says, I can be there in five minutes. Last call. Before I can even give my greeting, I need help bad. Oh, sure thing. Is this an emergency that requires 911? Half a joke on that one. User says, look, I appreciate the attempt at humor, but right now is not the time. Oh, sorry about that. How can I help? User says, yes, I'm about to head out for vacation. Can you help me set my out of office? <laughs> the user says, what was that banging noise? It's amazing to me. And I know a lot of these were years ago. This this whole stream was from six years ago uh, that people couldn't set their out of office. I'm quite sure you were trained on it. I'm quite sure there's written instructions somewhere, even six years ago. I mean, hell, over 20 years ago, I was working off of email and files and remote files and stuff like that on my old crappy Windows 95 PC. So even six years ago, I know there was some kind of database that you could work from or something. Or like I said, just an email with instructions in it. But People tend to be needy and they like having their hand held doing everything. How to get banned from tech support. I work at a company that services equipment for field-based users for various corporate contracts. We have a ton of horror stories. 
One of the companies we support had serious security breach a few years ago, so understandably they take security much more serious. HD is for help desk, user is for the customer. Help desk says, thank you for calling the field help desk. My name is Nelzorm. Can I get your first and last name? User says, I have no time for pleasantries. I'm in the field and need a password reset. <laughs> I understand, sir. I'll need your name so I can look up your account information. User says, oh, deep sigh. My name is blank. Thank you. For security purposes, I need to ask you questions to verify your identity. User says, what a waste of time. Just reset it. Here's my email address at blank, blank, blank .com. Ignoring his statement, uh, what's your mother's maiden name? User mumbling in a whispering tone. Uh, sorry, sir. I can't hear you. Now the user's shouting the name. Thank you. May I have the name of your favorite pet? User says, uh, name one? I'm sorry, that came back as incorrect. User starts shouting four-letter expletives. Me being an ass, I apologize, but that also came back as incorrect. <laughs> User says, I'm sick of this crap. I'm a Vietnam vet. I flew helicopters in the most dangerous areas in the world. Just reset my password or I'm going to come down there and gut you like a fish. I'm sorry, sir. I can't reset your password unless you verify the answers of two security questions. User says, here I come, and they hung up. We use a PKI RSA system for access. The system physically would not give you a code unless you typed in the correct answer in the case sensitivity they used. It was super frustrating for the users and the help desk. The user ended up calling back and yelling at two other technicians. My service level manager contacted their home office. They sent an MP3 of the call. Apparently, they had complaints within their organization about this user. He was put on final notice and banned from calling our help desk. I have no clue if he ever needed help again or who would even help him. Six months later, he exited their company. I learned a long time ago. You can be frustrated. You can be upset. You can be displeased. You can even express all these things. But two important things to keep in mind. If you scream and yell, you're going to get nowhere. If you make threats, you're at the very least probably going to get fired, maybe even arrested, depending on the state you're in. In some states, terroristic threats actually carry a penalty that includes you going in handcuffs. Not every state, but like I said, at the very least, you're not going to get help. So I think I only ever once alluded to any kind of physical violence while on the phone with somebody who was less than helpful. At that point, I'm pretty sure I wasn't being the, the Ken or the Darren or the whatever, Kevin. But this guy was just totally snarky from the time I was asking questions. I tend to ask questions because I'm an idiot and I try to ask them as sincerely as possible so that they know I'm an idiot and to let them know that I know that I'm an idiot and that I truly sincerely need help. When they start answering back with things like, well, it's just common sense. Oh, really? Is it common sense there, Scooter? Considering the fact that I had never called in for this kind of help before, you know, things happen. In this particular call that I'm talking about, the guy was just nasty from the start, and I guess he was having a bad day, and, and somehow it became my problem to absorb all of his abuse. Well, he started making physical threats to me. Little did he know that I knew exactly where his office was, and it was only about 20 miles away. So dummy me hops in the truck and drives 20 miles to the office. I walk in, and I can hear his voice. I can hear him from across the room. It's, it's like a cubicle farm with a reception desk up front. I can hear him all the way in the back corner behind his cubicle, uh, very recognizable, and I knew the name. So once I even got close to his cubicle, I called out his name, and he popped his head, you know, doing the old prairie dog thing. And, uh, yeah, I told him, I said, would you like to repeat what you said on the phone? He got shy real quick. I'm thankful that I didn't do anything incredibly stupid at that point and that he, you know, backed off and gave me a chance to cool my jets and uh, 
not get arrested. I didn't get fired. I did get written up. Yeah. Lesson learned. You know, I probably would never have threatened a guy if he hadn't threatened me first. And I don't know. It was still wrong, but man, what are you going to do? Tales from Desktop Support, the internship of Kevin and George. While strolling down memory lane, I remembered that my pet interns, Kevin and George, hadn't been written into a melodious sonnet in three-part harmony that we all know and love as Tales from Tech Support. Anyways, we're all students at a very prestigious university. Number one in the tri-state area, ranked number six in all of major football leagues, and 13 in water polo. Sounds like Princeton? Yale. I don't know. As background, I was offered a team lead student work internship position after the NAC-TM was observed at the library. The work was doing mostly Mac desktop support and paid well too. The cast is Kevin, that's not his name, 4.0 GPA, no IT street smarts, no filter, no writes code. George from Chronicles of George, first year engineering student, loved to shred it on electric guitars, has yet to understand the laws of physics, <laughs> and didn't write good support tickets. Kara. Math genius, destined for great things, handled the awkwardness of our dynamic duo, awesome and friendly. Girlfriend, now wife, would hang out in the office and either supervise us or do lunch, flirt, between our classes. Me, the intrepid hero, team leader extraordinaire, teacher of the teachers, boss of the bosses, expert of the experts, builder of the builders, the next Elon Musk. No wait, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Kevin had a very curious disposition and really, really, really loved his anime. He couldn't focus on anything for more than 3.57 seconds before reverting back to his beloved topic. I was multitasking on a new PC deployment and asked him to start Windows updates as part of the upgrade to Office 2016 and then return to HQ. I wrap up and then realize he didn't exit stage left with me. Couldn't find him for the next iMac deliveries and after dodging the dangers of the fire swamp, again I found him sitting at the desk staring at the same computer instead of working with the rest of the office. So I ask him, uh, what's going on? Windows Update runs in the background, and if you start it, you don't have to wait for it. Kevin says, oh, I thought I had to stay for the whole thing, in his best zombie voice. There were other things Kevin did that were blocked from memory, like not formatting a single ticket correctly, or doing anything without having to be retaught how to deploy a Mac or PC daily. A few months later, he finally reaches the end of his internship and my patience, and I had encouraged him to branch out some and interview in places and spaces, and he managed to take the finalist pool by sheer luck or a low barrier of entry. Ding! A wild new email arrives. Kevin says, Oh, I now have two companies bidding for me. Like a geisha girl. Oh, dear God. Me, hissing, Kevin, that's not work appropriate. He laughs it off after I lecture him about getting a lid or a handle on not letting his inner thoughts become outward thoughts. After he graduated, I found his e-resume to be rather embellished for someone who didn't understand anything in the internship. Inventory management system. I was there. He didn't make one. Documentation that was very convoluted. I had to redo all of it. Imaging and deploying of PCs and Macs. Uh, I had to help him push the only button. Next. One day he asked me what part of the tri-state area would be good to live in, and the rental listings shared were in possibly the worst neighborhoods of the city. I said, you can go there if you like. A daily schedule of gunshots, gang wars, and police raids? He then found better places to live after whining about his budget. Enter George. Occasionally his schedule would overlap with Kevin, much to everyone's dismay. They were in cahoots, and when combined, a nearly unstoppable force of destruction, if ever let loose on their own. There was trouble brewing because they were constantly giggling like schoolgirls about something in Asian. One day they got on about some very 18-plus raunchy Asian stuff in front of Kara. Thankfully not about her. Verbal warnings ensued. Kara blitzed him and rattled the desk. I addressed them sternly and nearly broke the office door off its hinges. The girlfriend stared at them in French. I suspect that if they had seen her glare, they would have been instantly vaporized. 
Anyways, after that incident, short leashes were instituted and George managed to slip off for a repair ticket and went at it unsupervised. The ticket was to fetch and replace a broken classroom projector, and his claim to fame was to take it in hand truck. Oh my god. <laughs> and his claim to fame was to take it in a hand truck down a flight of stairs. <laughs> These stairs are 20 foot, 6 meters away from the handicap ramp. I don't yell at people, but he learned how far I can project my voice outside. I surprised myself that day, too. I then confiscate the projector and drag him to the install to replace it in hopes he hadn't turned the really important bits into sand. After a miraculous and blindingly bright test, and while wrangling it into position, I said, screwdriver please. George hands me a wrench. Yes, George, that's exactly what I needed. Now give me the yellow-handled screwdriver. There. He finally left stage right after a few more little issues of not being able to follow the simplest of directions. Endnotes. Kara finished her internship with excellent marks, and her support tickets were stellar, cherished by the entire academic entourage and support staff. The girlfriend, now wife, didn't vaporize anyone else and we all graduated with excellence. She still flirts. Oh, I know so many people like this. That's why I'm trying to teach my son, you know, screwdriver, wrench, hammer, tape measure, square, level. What? Just basic tools, you know, nothing, nothing huge, socket, ratchet. What's the difference between all of them? I'm not saying the kid's going to be a mechanic or a carpenter or whatever. I mean, he hasn't even... He hasn't even thought about what he wants to really do with the rest of his life yet. I think he wants to stay in computers, uh, do some kind of coding, and that's cool. I don't know that I could do coding. My problem is it's kind of cool, but it's a little abstract for my pea brain, and I would probably either go nuts or fall asleep after a while. So a friend of mine tried to show me how to do uh, databases. Uh, he said it was, oh, well, back then, I guess it was pretty prevalent for people to do it as a side gig remotely, but uh, it's just I had a hard time getting my head around it, so... Yeah, I'm a little more tactile. Well, the dog went away and... Oh, come here, Nickel. Anyway, the dog disappeared and uh, now the cats are freely roaming around the room trying to chew on my microphone cables and... Yeah. Say hi. <laughs> What's up, buoy? Hey, do me a favor. For Nickel's sake, click on this video right here. Thanks. We'll see you. Say bye. Say bye.